Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. I am your host, J.K. Abrams, a.k.a. Panucks, alongside here with Charlie, the Whimsy Watch. How are we doing today, Chuck? Hey, how's it going? Glad to be back again. Um, Welcome back. <laughs> going good. Um, just hanging out. Uh, how's your week been? Uh, my week's been pretty good. Uh, a couple things happened since the last uh, last podcast. Uh I gave Picaram its farewell tour at our locals this week, uh, or the, was the there. week pro- previous. Uh, ended up going 4-0 with Picaram as a farewell tour. Won't play him in standard anymore. Um, can't can't go better than 4-0. So thank you, Picaram, for all those memories. I'm sure we'll talk about you a little bit later. Um, and then went into Sleepy Dreepy's um, cast the next day. Um, for his uh, Battle Against Leukemia fundraiser slash POG preparation tournament. Um, we ended up casting with Stephen Maxlow from Flow T-Cast. We had Mind Blown, and we had Megumi from uh, Oregon Pokemon. And we kind of just did a rotation of the four of us, plus uh, getting to hang out with uh, Jonathan uh, Sleepy Dreepy um, in between rounds and just doing all that thing. Had a, had a blast doing it. Uh, would love to do it again. Always good just to hang out with the community, um, you know, locally and just abroad. So uh, it was great uh, having to hang out with those guys and gals. Uh, how about yourself? Uh, I mean, I didn't have as much activity. I had a lot of family stuff going on this weekend with the holiday. Um, just mm-hmm. been a lot of deck testing. Um, but I know we have someone else here with us today. So let's, we let's, sure do. Let's get to them. Yeah, we've got Shay from Slowpoke Well, uh, aka Miss Misplay Geezer, aka Hot Chocolate uh, himself. Uh, welcome, and welcome to the cast. Hey, yo, Triple P Army, how are we? I'm glad to be here. Gonna hopefully bring some noise, bring some hype, and yeah, I'm excited to be on the podcast in a long time. So yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for having me, first of all. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, you, your energy it. is second to none. I, I love what you bring to the community, your videos, just uh, everything Pokemon. It just your personality is is so great, <laughs> and it was it was uh, I was so pumped when you said you were able to come on this week, especially after your um, your long weekend. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. Currently on the back of probably my biggest casting gig. I've done the Sunday Open a few times, but yeah, in case you guys don't know, listening, um, Pog 2021, I'll cast a whole ton of that. So hopefully I'm sure we'll be getting into the nitty gritty of that later on. But uh, I believe we've got some stuff to go through before that though, right? Oh, for sure. But for for those that actually might not know who you are, which would be crazy, you're living under a rock. If you don't, um, just kind of give a little bit of breakdown of who you are and and what uh, your little bit of your Pokemon career so far. Yeah, well, I think career might be changing a little bit, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm Hot Chop PTCG on YouTube. Probably more people might know me as Slowpoke. Well, that's what my channel was named for the longest of times. Uh, sort of a rebrand because I want to be more of a personality channel. But um, yeah, on YouTube, I essentially do a whole ton of depth profiles. I used to do a lot of IRL vlogs when they were around. Obviously, not around anymore. But um, I'm sure most people will probably know me. They might have seen a couple of these dotted about. I do like these sort of comedic skit videos. And the most oh, yeah. popular series was the players you see at Pokemon events. That one sort of kicked off quite well. Um, and then the TCGO in real life, that was actually my personal favorite one. That one did quite well. So you might have seen me knocking about from there. Um, and yeah, I'm just a big, loud, boisterous person in the UK in the Pokemon community. And um, yeah, hopefully you should go check me out if you don't already. <laughs> For sure, for sure. All right, well, let's get into that four questions, Chuck. Do you want to start us off? Yeah, um, so our first of the four is, what is your favorite starter Pokemon from any of the generations? 
My favourite starting poet. I've got to be Infernic. Got to be Inferno. What an absolute geezer. Uh, I used to have a lot of Wi-Fi battling back Gen 4 through Gen 6. Uh, and Inferno was an absolute monster. Like, with the amount of sets that Inferno can run, you know, mixed, anti-lead, lead, you know, mean, uh, not mean, look, what's it called? Nasty plot. It's just, oh, and also I love fighting types as well. So fire and fighting are both my favourite types. So slam them together and you've got me a, a, a hot chop favourite right there. So, yeah, Inferno. What about yours as it goes? What's yours? Uh, yeah chuck what's yours <laughs> my starter was squirtle so that was my that was my pick when we came on uh, yeah squirtle was... was mine as well uh i'm a gen one guy uh, okay, <laughs> i kind of missed enough, a lot of of pokemon <laughs> in the middle yeah during enough. my i'm too cool for pokemon face yeah, uh, yeah so but squirtle <laughs> was was my boy back in the day <laughs> yeah uh, but, uh, a lot of people had that sort of middle phase for me it was actually gen 4 that got me back into it i remember watching maryland if anyone knows maryland the channel on youtube they're doing a playthrough and i remember seeing his infinite it was like close combat I was like yo what is this new move it just yeah. wants everything so yeah that's one reason why i like inferno for um what's the little baby one called again oh my lord what is it uh you got inferno what's the baby chimp no chimchar Chim that's it chimchar Chim yeah, yeah chimchar yeah. That's why one of my favorites as well. Nah, that's that's a that's a great pick. Uh, I don't think we've had anybody pick Inferno, so um, props on that. Uh, but let's go into the next and your favorite Pokemon in general. My favorite. Oh, now this actually changed recently. Uh, it's actually been a couple of my favorite videos myself. Uh, it used to be uh, Machamp. I know you people can't that are listening can't watch it, but there's a ton. There's like two Machamp plushies on my background there. But actually, it recently changed because when I was a young hot chalk, I always wished I laid up at night wishing that there was a fighting type cool legendary. And then you get you got Keldeo and whatever. They don't really count. They're not really you know they just. And then Urshifu came along. And I thought, well, my first I've been answered, so I have to adopt this Urshifu as my son. And now Urshifu. <laughs> <laughs> is my uh, favorite Pokemon. I lean more towards single strike, obviously, because I like the idea of just being like, get out of the way. Might not be the best in TCG, but it doesn't matter to me. That is my favorite single strike, actually, for sure, yeah. Well, I mean, I think you'd be proud. We're going to go on a little bit of tangent here since you said single strike Urshifu. Uh, okay. Going into Pog Championships, I... Yep. For probably a month, I'm I'm in my head, I'm going, I'm going uh, Shadow Rider Calyrex the whole way. I've already, like, I'm, I've got my text, got my 60 text. Going to league like like I was saying with Pikaram, and one of our locals was playing a Umbreon Urshifu single strike, uh, and I was like, my gosh, the <laughs> the coverage of this deck, um, yeah. and it just the versatility. It's, it goes through all maybe like those glacions and everything. So I ended up changing my deck last minute, <laughs> <laughs> foolishly maybe. Uh, but I the day before I was I was like fifteen and two. I'm like, oh, this deck is so good, and didn't. It, quite work out for me in pog we'll go over that a little bit later but it was uh uh still a very fun deck to play and uh if you need to make a video on this because i would love to see your take on it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah definitely it's, it's on my list it's on my list <laughs> oh there we go there we go uh, all right so good. chuck you want to take the next um uh, next question we have is what is your favorite card in pokemon uh this could be for any different reason whether it's art whether it's a ability um because you like the Pokemon and it doesn't have to be standard it, anywhere from base set to evolving skies. Oh, there's a few answers this could be. Malamar Psychic Recharge came into my head. Landorus EX came into my head. Mega Mewtwo Y also. 
But I think, I think the one I have to go for, for a number of reasons, will be Ancient Origins Gyarados, the one that had the ancient trick. The one where it does 30 plus 30 for each damage counter on your bench magic up. I adored that deck. It was just such a nuke. In case, in case your viewers didn't know, or listeners didn't know, back in the day, this Gyarados, could, it'd be essentially one-shot in VMAX equivalent. So you can one-shot almost anything in format of this little mm. DCE Gyarados attacker. But not only that, it's one of my favorite decks of all time. The artwork is Beast, the way it's just coming up <laughs> through the coming up through the lake, got the fisherman there. Like, what have I just done? Gyarados <laughs> up there, like, oh, it's just oh, all time best artwork in my opinion. One of my favorite decks, and one of my good friends in the UK, Alex Dow, he went on a bit of like this regional slash special event tear where. I think he won either two or three regionals and then a special back to back to back. And over the course of them, I don't think he lost a game. He was like oh, um, tw- 20, 20, 0, 1 or something mad. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and this existed with Fly and Flip Taiku Coco, which, you know, could just instantly ruin the game. So I don't know how he did it, but yeah, <laughs> just the tail of the tape there. That full retaliation, full retaliation Gyarados is just a nutty geezer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I've not played the deck myself, but talking with other people in the community, locals, and, and everybody just. Uh, through the podcast uh, a lot of people were very hyped on that deck uh, i'm very bummed out that i never got to see it in its heyday uh maybe maybe during one of these uh you know old formats we can uh rediscover yes. the deck <laughs> yeah for sure for sure all right so going to the last of our four standard and this is usually one that gets the most amount of reaction uh the worst card for the game in your opinion at any point of the game Oh, at any point in the game. Oh, yeah, okay. it can be standard now. Uh, but okay. it's something that you thought was very oppressive back in the day, too. Um, interesting. Any point. Okay, I'm just going to go with what I was going to say originally. I thought it was going to be standard in a minute. I'm going to say Marnie. I can't stand that card. <laughs> the, amount of, the amount of lists I've got ready to cover, and I've just put, right, here's a 2-2 two, two Melotic. I'm not getting Marnie out of this game, turn one. Not happening. <laughs> I'm going to put that Melotic down. Oh, I can't stand it, like... It's like, how can you get judged, right? Which is already like an annoying supporter and then make it better for one person and worse for the other. Like, how does how does that get through? And oh my God. I wish they would just release some better draw support so people can just get these Marnies out of lists. Yeah, for sure. They they had to change the rules of the game just to fit Marnie in there. I mean, come on. (laughs) Exactly. Already a sign that it's a bad card. Oh, it's so annoying. But I guess one thing it does open up, though, is like, especially in the post-rotation format, stuff like Oran Guru, or even the switching cups. So you can. Mm. So we actually saw a little bit in Pog uh, yesterday, people playing around the Marnie. Um, but yeah, I just hate it. I just hate like You could be like, right, I'm going first, got a decent start, especially in Teddy on Ninjas now, where you got a lot, inherently a lot more like evolution pieces knocking about. Like, if you don't get down Sobble and you go Marnie, you say, oh, okay, I've built four cars now. None of them are great. That's this game over. Oh, especially with Path as well. Marnie Path. That was in one of my skits as it goes. Oh, just get out. Oh, I can't stand it. Oh, dear. My heart rate's like this now talking about it. I cannot wait to see that. (laughs) Oh, I love that card, but I also hate it because it does the same thing he just said to me all the time. Oh, yeah. And not only that, I mean, how many times have you had like a garbage hand and you're you're saying in your head, oh, please, Marnie me. Please, Marnie me. They do and they give you a better hand. Like, come on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I can't stand it. Forced to play it. Forced to play. I'm almost tempted just to play four research, four Zinnia as like a statement. I am not endorsing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had the same thought that went through my head. So you're not alone. Well, I've been I've been toying with the idea of copycat, but instead yeah. of just because, but you have to yeah, relying on your opponent then, so that might not work. Yeah. Um. All right. Let, I think it's trivia time now. It's trivia time. Ooh, I have no yeah. idea what you're cooking up. So, all right, I have uh, <laughs> uh, one question, but there's 
two potential answers here. Okay. Uh, um, but the question is, it's kind of, if you've listened last week, it's kind of in that vein. But what Pokemon has the most unique cards printed throughout all of the TCG? And I am looking for the second most po- printed Pokemon because I feel oh like the gosh. first is a giveaway. But if you get the first, you get a bonus point. Is this like, are we, are we working together here? Oh. I mean, yes and no. Yeah, yes it's like, no. Uh, I have, see, I'm not. Okay. <sighs> so this is from, from like basically 999 from the game started all the way to yeah. now. What Pokemon's had the most different cards? Okay, I've got a couple ideas I think could be, to be fair. <sighs> yeah. I think I think I know what my one and two answers are going to be. So I'm looking for number because one. Because I am to give all like the new stuff, and I know those aren't in there. I'm trying to think of old ones that were here in this set. Okay. I have no idea. I should probably go first because uh, Shay has been in the game longer, so I think he has a better chance, and I don't want him to say something and then like uh <laughs> okay. Uh we're gonna say Evie. Or, or Eevee or Psyduck. Those are my two answers. Since you, does Eeveelutions count? Uh, no, just be, just be Eevee, the card name Eevee. Okay, then oh, we'll just, hey, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say Eevee and Psyduck. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, so, we're, we're thinking along similar lines there because my one and two, I was going to have Pikachu number four, number one. That's a good the, one the amount, too. the amount of promos that I bet Pikachu has had is just insane, right? I completely uh, forgot that Pikachu was in the <laughs> set, and this is probably the worst one I've ever seen, actually. So no, that's a good yeah, call. exactly. Like, how many times is just like a random Pikachu or like a Tim promo or a blister promo? Yeah. Uh, so I was gonna say Pikachu, and then my second was actually gonna be Eevee as well for the exact same reason. The amount of promos Eevee probably has. Isn't All right. It? So they're my two. Well, Slowpoke wins because Pikachu, Pikachu. is number one. Uh, it has. <laughs> Dang, I can't believe I missed Pikachu. This count, I completely forgot he was in the set. So this count is like a, a even a year old, but it has. It says that there's over 150 different Pikachu's with all of the different Ooh. promos that they've printed, which yeah. is why I wanted the number two because it's a little harder of an answer. Okay. Um, uh, the number two is actually unknown because there's 94 well 90 to 94 different unknowns in really wow that's crazy Um, Hmm. uh, i thought i was being clever with psyduck dang evie what was the reasoning for psyduck what was that about (laughs) i don't because he's one of the he was gen one wasn't he wasn't he (laughs) no he was no he wasn't Uh, i just figured over the long haul that he would be there evie is actually number four which uh, this article is a year old, uh, a little older, so it might actually moved up to number three over Raichu. Um, Boy, Raichu was in the set uh, too. Yeah, so Pikachu, Pikachu, unknown Raichu, Eevee. Um, uh, and like I said, it, it might be a little older of a count, so it might be a little different. But I don't think anyone caught 150 in in a year's, even a year's time of trading card games. So no, nah, no, nah, I don't think Pikachu so. is definitely number number one. All right, yeah, oh, there we go. <laughs> Now I'm going to keep it rolling with something even more new. Brand uh, new segment. First time. Brand new. I'm excited. First time we're going to try this. The random card madness. Uh, I am going to pick a, we're going to create a random number corresponding to a, a number, the number card in the Evolving Sky set. And we're going to decide whether that card is good. And we should sleeve it and put it in the deck. Or if you just leave it in your binder. So, okay. So I'm going to generate a number. 
we're going to card number 113, which right. is <clears throat> is Dino. Uh, oh, is a dragon type Dino, uh, 60 HP, has the dark attack for one dark energy, call for family, search your deck for basic Pokemon, and then bite for a psychic and dark. And then you obviously get Zwellios and Hydreigon as evolution lines as well. So, yeah. can I can I hop in? Because I've actually looked at this Hydreigon before. I, tried, I was looking at what dragon type non-GX mm -hmm. robots can I use for a video? And the artwork on this Hydreigon, if no one's looking at it now, is beast. And I was like, okay, this looks cool. 170 HP, we can work with this. And you look at these awful attacks. Like, what is this about? <laughs> so, for one psychic, one dark, you do 20 plus 100 for each prize card your opponent's taken. I thought, okay, that could be good, but there's some more text. During their last turn, there's like, what? So you can do... <laughs> so if you're playing a VMAX deck... And you take three prizes, your opponent's like, okay, sound. Let me just get my stage two out with two attachments. Just, that ain't going to work. And it's got four for two, ten. You're just like, oh, what a letdown. So <laughs> yeah, I think no. this one's staying in my binder, that's for sure. <laughs> I would say I would say it was staying in the binder. If if it wasn't for the um, the end, like you just said, at your opponent's, uh, how your opponent took uh, prizes after their last turn, I think it would see some kind of uh, usability. I mm. do like the basic with the call for family because we've seen that have success in the past, you know, setting up your board state with call for family. Um, but yeah, I think that is a binder fodder uh, generally. If you do play them, I would say that's a D tier deck. Um, you might cheese out a couple wins, but probably not. So I have I have a little bit of a different take on this because I've Ooh. tried I've tried to make Grimmsnarl work, uh, Grimmsnarl V <laughs> and V Max. Uh, and okay. it relied a lot on, uh, if you remember, the Hydragon with the uh, basic drop as many dark energies as oh, you would like. Oh, the dark trunks. That's okay, actually yeah, a good yeah, point. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the rest of the lines, Wellos and Hydragon stays in the binder. But if I'm ever going to dust that deck off, I'm putting this Dino in instead because Call for Family is much better than whatever the other one had. No, very, very yeah, fair a, with energy acceleration yeah. for sure um yeah it, now that you started with the basic it does make a lot of sense and i kind of brought that up but yeah um yeah. I'll tell i you still what, think though. it's at best oh. like a c tier right oh yeah, it, it's, still, oh, yeah, yeah. it's still not a good deck at all but i mean i just when that was back in when darkness of blaze hit and i was yeah, yeah everyone yeah. was like eternatus eternatus hits for 270 and i was like <laughs> so does grim snarl and it seems a little easier to do <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. It's not as easy. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, if that Hydreigon had 30 plus 100 in your in that Grimstar deck, there, if you had like maybe two sidekicks, you could like potentially like Raihan when you get KO'd, search out the search out the um the psychic attach and it hit for 330 that could be pretty nutty that would be a video but it's a, it does it 320 and 320 doesn't quite get all the video maxes, which is really, really sad. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's close to getting out of the binder, I guess, but it's still just yeah. sticking in there. <laughs> All right. Um, news time. News. Uh, no, no, no. Before no, that, no. we got to jump to the Whimsy Watch, and we actually have a new Whimsy Watcher this week. So let's kick it off to him. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, welcome to the Whimsy Watch. This is our way for gaming, but you can call me Ryan. I know, I know. You already missed Chuck, but give me a chance. I promise all of you wonderful listeners will enjoy your time. 
Now, I'm going to do things a little differently, so hold tight. Starting off this week, the decks that made it into the top 8. Number 5. ADP Birds. ADP keeping its foothold in the meta by making 5 appearances in the top 8 reminds us that this deck is one to remember. Number 4. Eternatus. Eternatus showing that it intends to go nowhere when it comes to new foes from evolving skies. Number 3. Dark Box. Dark Box featuring Mewtwo and Mew Tag Team GX along with Weavile GX and others show they are going to go out of standard with a bang. Number 2. Shadow Rider. Shadow Rider solidifies itself in the meta more and more with every passing week. This deck is a monster. Number 1. Luke Metal Zacian. Luke Metal Zacian coming in hot, taking the most appearances in the top 8. This deck performs well with those who put in the time into learning and mastering it. Now for the decks that came out on top. Number 5. Welder Mewtwo. It is no surprise that people who love the fire variant of the Mewtwo deck are going to go hard to send this deck off with the performance it deserves. Number 4. Psychic Mewtwo. Pretty much the same story as the fire variant. People who love this deck went hard to send this one off the way it deserves. Number 3. Urshifu Inteleon. My man. Bear? Pokemon? Ah, whatever, you get the point. Urshifu proves that even with Bench Barrier and strong Psychic decks in format, that it can still come out on top. Tied for first, we had Luke Metalization and Shadow Rider. Both of these decks are powerhouses when put the right person in the pilot seat. These decks will go down as some of the most feared decks in this format for their consistency and strong win conditions. This week was full of a lot of experimenting with new decks from Evolving Skies and enjoying old decks that will rotate shortly after the release of Evolving Skies. Now a reminder that rotation will be on Friday, September 10th, so next week we could see some more old decks coming in to take some cheeky wins one last time. Now that wraps it up for me, I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care Pokemon trainers. And we're back. And we're that back. Was that was a that was a good win we watch. It definitely was. Um <laughs> going over Pog, going over the last bit of you know the the um team up on meta. Um so farewell team up Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's news time, as I called it a little earlier. So uh, our news basically consists this week of all kinds of new fusion art cards. So we're just going to kind of run down a gamut of cards that we saw come out as previews. And we're going to start with uh, Feraligator. Um, obviously evolves from Croconon Totodile, but it comes in with a pretty cool ability, uh, Berserk. Uh, when you play this Pokemon from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon during your turn you flip a coin if heads you discard the top five cards of your opponent's deck if tails you discard the top five cards of your deck so if you're trying to mill your opponent it could be it could be a really cool card it could also be a really bad card for you so i don't know <laughs> i'm leaning on the side of bad um currently 
we don't have a, a really good milling deck, at least that I know of. Um, and the fact that he's a stage two with a coin flip after you get that seems really bad to me. Yeah, it's interesting because it's there's the uh, toxicity I think from Dart into Blade, which has mm -hmm. that ability on an attack, right? So I guess if you wanted to play, potentially discard your opponent in the fastest way possible, you could yeah. try and squeeze this into there and just say, right, you know, with nets, you can maybe, you can, let's say you had two croconauts, right? You can evolve, hopefully fit heads, net, do the next one. And But yeah, it's just, I've, as someone that's played this risk take, <laughs> if you flip <laughs> tails, it can all of a sudden go very, very south. So um, yeah, the... You know, the <laughs> fact that you have to build up to the stage two and then on a flip, you might get the what, mm. the effect you want. Um, seems like that's going to limit that card heavily. Um, because yeah. like you said, I think risk taker is just the better option because at least you can tank Glimwood tangle that flip. Yes. Um, yes. All right. We're going to move I'm, on. Yeah. Unless you have, yeah, you sure. have more to say. No, I was just going to say, if you were to do the scoop up net thing, you know, fifth or ten cards plus what was what is uh, the the um the one from Darkness Ablaze? How much does that do? Uh, that, it, it's five it, as well. Five, so five, potentially yeah. fifteen cards in one hand. It does sound nice, but it, it's never gonna happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless yeah, there's a way nah. to get, unless they reprint Will, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah. But. Uh, Let's move on. We got another uh, stage two with a cool ability to talk about. Um, we have a Gudra uh, with the ability Slimy Room. As long as this Pokemon is in the active spot, whenever your opponent attaches an energy card from their hand to one of their Pokemon, you must flip a coin. If Tails, that energy is discarded without being attached. So uh, a control deck card, maybe, because mm -hmm. you're just going to deny energy um potentially potentially so another another one of these that's a stage two and it is a coin flipped although i think this one might be more effective because this kind of plays with your opponent's head and maybe potentially makes them want to gust gust it away to get something else inactive um still uh, i i think it's a little bit lackluster at the moment uh we'll see what control kind of has going forward but Currently, probably not going to see a lot of play, maybe in the future. I think this has a little bit more potential. Yeah, I think for sure, it's highly, it definitely has more potential. It's an interesting uh, sort of discussion how this is going to get like officially translated, because as it words now, we're not sure if, let's say your opponent goes to attach, um, and then what, they flip tails, the energy gets discarded out being attached. Does that mean they can then try and attach another one and hopefully, or does it mean if they flip tails, they've lost their attachment for the turn? So my little bit more clarification on that, but yeah, for, I, it's just going to be a tool uh, for like, you know, mill control players, right? Because that, I mean, like, let's say you're a Rapid Strike and you go to attack Rapid Strike Energy, oh, that's gone. You're like, uh-oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Do that four yeah. times and you got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I actually, I think the, uh, if it stays worded as is, I think it's more interesting and, probably it could be worse or better um that you get to try and attach again because if you have basically have to attach an energy like an energy flip a coin every time you want to attach an energy you could be hitting more than one but i mean obviously yeah. you're not stopping the opponent from being able to attach an energy if they hit heads but i like the idea of being able to hit more than one a turn uh better than just burning their attachment now so the, the way it's worded to me at least it says 
whenever your opponent attaches an energy so it's already physically attached that's when the coin flip comes and then it would be uh, removed yeah. at that point i i believe yeah because you imagine if this ever existed with world of an you're like world of tails world of tails oh thanks mate like, <laughs> <laughs> no draw you can you can yeah. attach any energy Oh For yeah, sure. you can yeah, you can yeah. draw either. Well, your supporters <laughs> done literally nothing. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get on to uh, a new V that we have coming out. Um, it's Zarina V, a grass type, 200 HP. Um, comes with one attack, uh, Queen's Order for a grass and a colorless, uh, 20 plus damage. Discard any number of your benched Pokemon. This attack does 40 more damage for each benched Pokemon you discarded this way. That's it. And I'll leave it to you guys. Well, uh, Shay, do you want to want to start this one? Yeah, I actually think. Well, if it stays like this, uh, as it is, like let's say nothing else gets revealed, I think it's not that great. So basic Pokemon, two hundred HP. It's not really like we've seen this sort of attack before in Despair Ray, Mega Guardian. But at the time, that was tank and hit, so you could like you know tank a hit, Despair Ray, discard your bench damage one, and just try and loop it like this, right? But I think if there's ever to see a V Max. Memory capsule exists, and then you can start doing mm -hmm. some really cool prize denial stuff, right? You can like abuse loads of crowbats or anything where you can bench the sign set up, and then just like rip them all away and just say, right, deal with my V maxes. And let's say you tank a hit, you can just like you said, discard the benched one, uh, send in a fresh one. So I think if there's a V max around, I quite like this sort of a, it's a so, sort of unique attack at the format right now. But if it stays like this, and there's no V max, I'm not really terribly impressed. Yeah, I kind of agree with all of that. I think maybe even to to couple with that, maybe with if a card like Skyfield uh, were to be reprinted to have yes. a little bit of extra damage, it might see some play. Uh, but then again, you still are discarding a, a bunch of Pokemon to yeah. potentially take a knockout. You'd have to empty your bench. And 200 is not a hard number to reach currently. Again, like if you, like Shay said, if there's a VMAX with memory capsule, then you can potentially tank. But as the V by itself, um, a little risky for my blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My take is that it can only be a closer because you're pretty much uh, guaranteed, not guaranteed, but you're going to get knocked out next turn because 200 is not hard to hit in this, in this day and age. Um, yeah. And you can't, fill up your bench again so you're leaving yourself with just mm. your potential loss at the um but if there is more than if you can put more than five even if it's not skyfield but you get seven or six or anything more than um you can just do the same you can do the same amount of damage with suicune and not have to discard your pokemon so yeah um play a water deck instead <laughs> yeah, I think a little bit of a, like, not quite a death sentence, but going back to that Mega Guardi, that had a starting point of 110, which was already two shot in it. So you didn't really have to discard anything to actually get some damage. Yeah. But with this, because it starts at 20, you actually do have to start pitching away quite a few if you even want to threaten the two shots. So it might not be as versatile in the sense that you're threatening two shots whilst prize denying. It really only serves the role of, you know, just prize denying, which probably makes it not as great. But it's an interesting sort of attack to maybe build around in the future. Yeah. yeah All right. Sure. I'm gonna keep us moving. Uh, we have a new see two more. Two. We have two more, but this one is a combination of basically. I see five or six Pokemon. It's five. Uh, it's five. Five Pokemon. Uh, we're it's it's gonna be the everybody rollout attack that <laughs> is uh, like Mad Party esque. Uh, so there's uh, Toji Damaru, Shanshrew, uh, Blissey, a Jigglypuff, and a Wooloo. 
Um, they all have other attacks that don't matter, but the big one is that they have everybody roll out, which is 20x damage. This attack does 20 damage for each of your bunch Pokemon that has the everybody roll out attack. So it's like Mad Party, but you, you're counting your benched Pokemon instead of Pokemon in your discard. So you are capping your damage, but Blissey does is like the all-star here because uh, she comes with the ability rounded skill. Each of your Pokemon with an everybody rollout attack takes no damage from the attacks of your VMAX or of your opponent's Pokemon VMAX. So the single prizers, because they're all single prizers, can actually tank some against VMAX decks. So it could be, I mean, that gives it a little bit more potential. Any thoughts? Yeah, so I still think it's maybe C tier. Um, if it didn't have that ability from Blissey, I think it would be unplayable. Um, but it is a budget deck, so it will be pretty easy to acquire these cards. And, you know, if you set up your board state correctly, it could be a fun deck to play um, doing some damage. And then if we are in a, in a VMAX very heavy um, format, which it looks like we're rolling into that, uh, it might just have some auto cheese wins with that ability. Yeah, I mean, it's just super banter in it. Like this, yeah. <laughs> this is pure unadorted banter here. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I like the way actually the damage. Like, let's say your your opponent. Uh, let's just say just for argument, so you're playing against I don't know, like a Reshizard type deck. I mean, I know I know Reshizard will rotate, it, but let's just bury me in. So let's say you know Reshizard might play the odd one or two Volcanians. This actually is enough damage to where you can probably get through one or two not uh, like non rule box um, attackers. And then hopefully then you can stick with the Blissey and say, right now you can't do anything. So it could be on the cusp, I think of, like you said, being a little off better pick that you can definitely cheese some wins for sure. Whatever, take it to like a League Cup or anything. No, that's a bit of a different story, but uh, it's definitely entertaining though. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. especially Path the Peak uh, is there, kind of shuts that off too. And I think yeah. a lot of decks will be playing Path to the Peak, even if shutting their abilities off. It's being able, there's a lot of walling cards out there currently with this, with Glaceon, with Zamazenta. I'm sure there's others that I'm not thinking off the top of my head. So there's a lot that you're going to have to deal with. So it's just, just it's another one of those. Yeah. Well, yeah. My only last thoughts is that it, it, the damage potential is what's going to hold this one back because it's bench Pokemon. So at the moment, that's, five so you're only like ever capping at 100 i think it's 100 damage 120 yeah. possibly but in, if it if it counts the attacker but uh the attack's really easy like it's it's set up to be easy because it's twin uh, they're two colorless attacks so it's any of those basics except for blissey which is three colorless but she's you're you're gonna leave her on the bench for that ability um yeah. You can easily just keep hitting with twin energies, but uh, the capping of the damage is what's going to hold it back. Agreed. Right. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, last one. Uh, the what I've deemed was the coolest and the hardest to say of all of them, and the best ability. <laughs> uh, we have Pukamuku. I I think is that how we say it? Pukamuku. I yeah. Sure. I believe so. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. It is a basic water Pokemon, but it has the Pukumuku Fling ability. Once during your turn, if this card is in your hand, you may put this card on the bottom of your deck, then draw one card. You can't use more than one Pukumuku Fling ability during your turn. Um, so a really easy, well, I mean, it's just a cool cycling uh, card because you don't have to bench it. You just 
put it in your deck and you can cycle it around. True. I, I don't know. I, I'm on the fence. I think this is a card I probably won't end up playing. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't fault anybody for getting that extra card draw or not extra because it's just kind of like a, um, a, a net zero card. So it's just replacing it for um, you know, the Puku Muku. So I'm not sure. What, what do you think, Shay? Um, I'm not, I don't know. We've already got lots of ways of seeing extra cards in form. Right? You've got Switching Cup, you've got um, uh, an Oran Guru, and I guess this potentially could help you see more cards, but not a lot though. But what this is actually really good for though is like if Stall ever becomes a thing, this just like, this just auto, well, I say auto win, but a stall can't stall you. You can always just put it to the bottom. Like every, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So there is that maybe. But um, apart from that, yeah, uh, if you could use more than one a turn, that'd actually be pretty cool. Then you can sort of see like some level pool-esque, like try and draw engine or something. But um, yeah, I'm not terribly convinced, to be honest with you. No. Yeah, I mean, uh, this was the one I deemed like, they're all kind of, all the cards we've talked about are kind of like, uh, meh. okay, may and meh. Not that great. This was just the one I find that would be the easy, like the best chance of getting used because it's like drawing cards is good in general. Um, mm. Is it useful? Because like Jake said, it's a net zero because you're using a card to get a card. Um, it's just repeatable um, be- if you happen to draw it again. But like I like Slowpoke said, I don't know if it's worth a draw engine for one card once per turn. So. Yeah. And that, that will do that, it for the news, I think. That's going to wrap up the news. Very good. All right, let's get into the heart of this conversation. We'll talk about some Pog. Pog happened as of yesterday of recording. Um, lots of interesting deck lists that come out of there. Um, but before we even talk about what lists won, what lists were kind of, you know, top of the meta, Shay, you got to cast the Pog Championships for Atlas uh, day two. Uh, so talk a little bit about that. Yeah, no, it was super fun. Uh, Limitless Connor was organizing it. And I do already do some content for Card Market. So he said, do you want to come do a pod? And I was like, yeah, like uh, getting to cast something I want to do more of. Uh, I guess Engar will be like doing Pokemon official stuff. And this is like not far off. This is a pretty big event. Um, mm. Obviously one of the biggest events of the year. So yeah, it was super fun. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I didn't really practice uh, much Pog for Max. I knew I weren't playing it. So I had to sort of freestyle the analysis at some points. But I guess it's kind of lucky the fact that it was literally just our old standard plus um, evolving skies. But yeah, it was super fun experience to cast. And if, uh, if anyone wants to get involved with casting, you should really try. I think it's really fun to do and get involved with. But um, yeah, super fun event. And there was some interesting, spicy stuff going around like... Uh, yeah, super fun. Uh, yeah, like loot t- metal, for example, going bonkers in pod one, like just feasting mm-hmm. on all the rapid strike earth which actually had a really bad showing as well, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think rapid strike earth did too well. I don't even see any in the top uh, twenty at all. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I see one eighteenth. Uh, I think was the highest. Was it eighteenth? Yeah, if you're looking oh, at yep, yep, I do, I do yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, obviously, everyone was pegging that to be the sort of you know best deck in this format, right? We all know mm. what well, Earthfield like, is in combination with Inteleon, but um, I didn't really do much of pod two, but I know in pod one, uh, Luke Metal was like one of the highest played decks, getting that you know that uh, Crystal Cave is like a rough seed, which is the sort of perfect stage that deck wanted, and that just feasted on all the, the uh, Earthship <laughs> It's just interesting to see how a deck can be so hyped, but then sort of really underperform. We wasn't expecting that, right? 
No, not at all. I, I expected to see um, going into the week, uh, a lot of content creators and just people in general in the community on Twitter were talking about loop metal. And I, I kind of, that was kind of what made me want to change my deck. Um, being able to mm. one shot with those Urshifus and having gusts with the Pokemon um, and then hitting through Zamazenta and not worrying about um, things like that. Um, and thinking I was going to go see a lot of Zamazenta uh, or a Luke metal and that pod two didn't have quite as much uh, Luke metal as pod one did. So I didn't even run into it, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but no, there were a lot of spicy decks out there. Were there any others that kind of caught your eye? Um, let's have a think. Uh, Decidual having a real good showing. That's, I mean, in hindsight, that shouldn't have been too, uh, what's the word, surprising. Because a com, mm -hmm. a com set inclusion or new set, it happens all the time, right? People always, you know, get excited with the new cars like Rayquaza or Urshifu does mad things. And people always get sometimes just not taking damage works yeah. out to be quite good. So I think there was two in top eight. Well, Alex Schmancy was one of them as well. Um, the two Americans. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, we had yeah, two yeah, yeah. top eight and then one at 10 as well. So, you know, yeah. three of the top 10, uh, good showing yeah. for sure. Yeah, and then also in day two, Eternatus was the second most played deck. That was a big surprise as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe people met a game and seeing that Urshfield's on the decline, maybe they thought maybe we can just, you know, try and feast on the Shadow Rider and take 50 50s everywhere else for the most part. But um, yeah, and I guess the, the sort of also the big surprise as well, because I bet no one, if you ask someone before Paul what they think was going to win, I bet nobody said Ice Rider. That was a <laughs> big surprise as well, right? <laughs> For sure. Um, Ice Rider with the addition of the Suicune um, yeah. definitely uh, took people by storm. I did see a little bit of this in Sleepy Dreepy's, uh, you know, preparation uh, day, the, on Friday before. Mm -hmm. um, very similar deck list that ended up winning that. Um, but very effective. It has a good matchup spread. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think anybody would have thought right off the top of their, uh, you know, head, hey, Ice Rider with a... Uh, with a random sweet coon here or there uh, was going to take the whole event. Yeah, no, Sue, because when we was casting, uh, you look at like, the archetypes and it actually comes up as Suicune in Italian, right? So at first, I was like, wait, what? And you're clicking. It's actually got three Suicune and it's got a 2-2 two, two Ice Rider. Yeah. It's just interesting because when when I first saw Suicune, anyway, I thought, okay, it's a pretty cool card. The attack's a bit lackluster. I mean, it's okay, right? It tops yeah. out at like, what is it, like 200, I think, if a four benches. Yeah. But it just goes to show you, just be able to skew that prize trade, draw extra cards, you know, every so often. And, and then with a cape of toughness, it has like, what, 260? And we saw in the final, that was was such an obstacle for the Mewtwo to get around 260 HP two prizes, and it really put the work in. So I imagine this weekend is quite expensive now on TCG and real life. I imagine it's oh, pretty yeah. going to go up. Like, oh, I, yeah, I agree. It, it was already one of the more expensive V cards to to acquire. Yeah. So this is just going to make it go a little bit further up. Um, but let's talk a little bit about that Mewtwo Mew. Um, yeah, its last hurrah um, in the meta. You know, obviously, it hasn't quite rotated yet, but. What is it, two days as of when this episode airs? Um, uh, what do you think about that deck? Anything surprise you there? Um, 
Yeah, Mewtwo's one of them. It always, every set is slightly changing. Like, this looks more like a sort of ultimate galaxy Mewtwo, the sort of thing that Henry Brand sort of popularized uh, mm-hmm. earlier on the year. So I'm, I was surprised to see that this version was the one that had more success. I was convinced that the Dark Box, which is one of the big hype decks for this tournament as well, which you got to cast a lot, and that deck was fire. Like, getting to that turn two Dark Moon yeah. didn't seem that hard. And we called it, me and Yes, one stream, we called it GGGX, because most, <laughs> most of the time, if you get to that, right, you've won the game. So I was a bit surprised yeah. to see this version get to the final, but we saw, I think, in game one of the final, being able to just use that auto creation um, is still pretty good, right? And then, they, you know, taking free prizes on uh, Suicunes. And yeah, I, mean, I don't think anyone should be terribly shocked that Mewtwo got to the final. It's probably one of the most bonkers attackers we've seen, right? Being able to just pitch all these away. And then with Glarian Moltres plus Aegis, which being able to get to attacks, like we saw the more welcome down in one game to a nice rider for weakness with the energy switch combo. So yeah, I mean... In hindsight, shouldn't have been so surprised, but yeah, it did get it there and fair play to him as well. Yeah, and I, I want to kind of add to your sentiment. I thought going into the last couple of weeks, I kept calling Dark Box kind of Mewtwo um, the, the winner of, of mm. Pog, and I'm very surprised that we didn't see that uh, because <laughs> as we could see, uh, not only is it a really good weakness to ha- or um, a typing to have, just having that GX, uh, what was it, the the, the Pale Moon, um, just to yeah. knock out even uh, anything that's walling, um, very effective. So kind of surprised that it didn't really do as well as it did. It did get, what, top, it got eighth place, so still pretty pretty good showing there. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised to see the, the Dark Box didn't, wasn't in the regular Mewtwo space, but um, going coming in second. But just looking over his deck list, over I mean, it is a, a it is a skew to the dark side of of <laughs> this Mewtwo list, but it still kept the the uh, the galaxy like staples of Vileplume, uh, it, it, and then it had the option of using Gengar and Mimikyu too. Mm-hmm. So it kind of kept the best options from that Aurora box, Mewtwo, and then heavily skewed to dark because of the of the the prevalence of that weakness. Oh yeah, yeah. In the meta. Okay, you said you said Gengar Mimikyu and that Whorehouse GX. I heard there were a few bugs with that Whorehouse GX and <laughs> effects for the uh, you know the opposing players. Did you see that kind of come into effect during the the casting? Um, actually, I actually didn't personally see any of that. I mean, I think just for some context, people, because you didn't know, Horror House, we should know, they stopped your opponent playing anything, but there was a couple bugs on TC Joe where it would allow you to do stuff like Power Accelerator, which would let you attach a dark form hand to your uh, one of your bench Pokemon. You can't do that under Horror House uh, as the current rules and the compendium stand, but TC Joe would let you. And then what was the other one? Oh, it would let you Underworld Door as well under Horror House. It's something you couldn't do. Um, and then if you were caught doing that, on the, on the event, you would get given a game loss because it's technically cheating. You should be able to do it. TCO just lets you for whatever reason. I personally didn't mm-hmm. see it, but I do know, talking to some of the judges, that it did happen. And it's unfortunate because I actually didn't realise until until the rules that I always thought you could do Power Accelerator because it's, it's like an effect on attack, right? But no, you can't. And um, yeah. if that was me, I'd have felt a bit upset. But then it was in the Discord a lot. It was on the Twitter, so people should have seen it. So hopefully no one will try and do it maliciously and get away with it. I'd like to think people are better than that. <laughs> yeah i mean there there are people that are probably misunderstanding the rules i know i personally yeah. misunderstood it i thought it was an ability and not counting from hand because uh, yeah. this bug has been around for a little bit and i even <laughs> asked a couple of our local professors i'm like hey are you allowed to do this because i am 
clearly doing it on on the ladder uh, and while playing on PTCGO, and it's no big yeah. deal. Um, but it did it. It definitely um, is a no no, uh, and people. Uh, I think there was a couple people that did it, but hopefully most of the people would have, uh, you know, known not to do it and kind of move on from there. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I've had I've had a few conversations about just that horror house attack with local judges, just because I was an under, I was under the standing like I, like if you power accelerate or you play a card that like power accelerate, we'll just use that as an example. Like I figured that was an effect. That's you're not playing yeah. the card. The card's getting pulled out of your hand yeah. from the attack. But technically, like in the rule books, if a card comes out of your hand, you're playing it. So yeah. the wording of Horror House just basically says nothing can come out of your hand for the turn. If a card's yeah. in your hand, it's there. You can't play it. Whether you like an ability says the or anything, it just if it's in your hand, nothing can come out of it, basically. So rules, yeah. rules clarification for you guys if you don't know about that. For sure. Um, so was there any other decks that kind of impressed you while you were casting and kind of maybe you were a little under your radar, but now kind of in the forefront of people's minds or should be in the forefront of people's minds? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to get a lot of slack for this on social media. So I've been a big, uh, what's the word? I've been very vocal on my disdain for Leaf and I thought it was trash. I still don't <laughs> think it's the greatest, but I will hold my hands up and say it had a pretty decent showing. Um, it did pretty well. I think one got in top eight and I think in pod one, it had a real good conversion. Six out of eight, I'd like to say. I might be slightly wrong on that, but um, yeah. And apparently, according to Celio's, in this format, it was meant to be. It's meant to be better post rotation than this format. Um, mm. But in this format, you know, if you can go Galarmine, Absol, you actually get to three hundred, which you know feasts on Mewtwo's um, ADPs, um, and then uh, Umbreon Dark Quotes. You saw quite a lot in that interaction, the sort of Leafeon versus Darkbox. Um, so yeah, I was actually pretty impressed by that. I still don't think it's that great though. So, so like, don't come at me on Twitter. No, 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 no. I still, still don't like it. But it did do pretty decent. I want my hands. So you know what I mean. Yeah, the I mean, the yeah. one thing that I will say about Leafeon, uh, maybe not the specific deck, but just Leafeon V with getting um, the 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 uh, his ability. I forget what the ability's name is, but you get to basically just accelerate a, a, a leaf energy. Um, yes. So in this version, obviously. Um, you can have two energies up and running and then get it evolve attached mm -hmm. and then you're off and running. Um, if they're, you know, Delmize might be a thing, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Um, but the same kind of thing you can attach to him and then accelerate that way. Um, so having that acceleration before you ever yep. even attack, if you were mm -hmm. going first, super, super huge. Um, so I, I do see, you know, value in the Leafeon in, you know, just in as a part of an archetype of grass archetype. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, Absol with, uh, with, uh, the Galar mines yeah, yeah. <laughs> hitting, uh, you can basically take out any of the, the, the tag teams, um, before any kind of defensive buffs or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. I mean, right, so, um, I will say that I was, I was impressed with the, uh, performance of Decidueye, um, in general, not, uh -huh. um, cause I, I heard many times with people talking about they're not teching for it or not mm -hmm. looking for it. And I've always been a champion. Jake can say this in our locals and, and just telling people like, it's an archetype that's always going to be out there. So you should always have some sort of out to it unless you, I mean, but it's 50, 50, you can either forget about it and just hope you don't hit it because it's not a popular archetype. But if you hit yes. it, you just got to accept the fact, well, well, 
I, I got the dumb luck of not of, of playing against this and I have no outs. It, yeah. Like I said before, it was like Decidueye is that walling deck. You have the Glaceon, you have you have Zamazenta and others. Um, so there's many, many different options to have like a walling effect. So it's not just Decidueye. Mm-hmm. So you I think there it would be unwise not to have any kind of counters. And that's kind of unfortunately why I switched over to where I went. Um, with that with that single strike or shifu thinking i would just run through all these wall decks and then set up consistently uh unfortunately it didn't work out maybe don't switch your deck the day before um yeah. <laughs> testing a month before that's on me <laughs> yeah no, it's always strange decision i was always going to be around and i actually picked it going today so i picked it to win and i thought when there was two inside play i thought ah I said, I've done it. I've only gone and predicted it, but yeah. then it did. They, they did sort of fall out, but they started pretty good showing. So, if any of you guys are looking for budget decks out there, I think you'll be hard pressed to find arguably a better competitive performing one than Decidual for sure. So, I agree. Well, yeah, we're going to see that locally and on the ladder, I think, a little bit more yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> for the next week or so. <laughs> I mean, sure. you might not yeah. make too many new friends by playing it, but. No, you'll just get those bad face emojis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or before we get into the skits, we'll, we'll kind of go into, uh, uh, you know, people getting angry about that and just like, oh, I got win. Uh, I got Decidueye out there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, some of the games we was casting, like with Alex, like once you got, like I think you think it's a turn at the show, right? And as soon as it was like, um, we had Candy Decidueye, big power, so I was like, well, this game is going to be hard to cast now because there's not going to be a whole lot going on, but the game, yeah. you know what I mean? Just feather out, feather out, whatever it's called, or maybe, I don't know what it's called, but yeah, so well, that's, that's this game wrapped up in it. <laughs> yeah. So, is there any other things that you want to mention as far as your casting experience, um, Pog in general, uh, before we move on to the next categories? Um, oh, it's tough. It's only, yeah, I haven't really had much time to think about, but yeah, it was super yeah. fun. I did enjoy it a lot. Um, and watching the Twitch stream back the other day, it got to like 500 people. I was like, oh, yo, wow. there's some pressure Let's now. Go. There's 500 people listening to me. If I say something wrong, it's gonna come <laughs> back. But uh, luckily, no, it was, it was enjoyable, and um, you know, many thanks to all the TOs because stuff like Pog, it, like people, um. It was just organized predominantly by the community, right? Like Atlas didn't yeah. really, they just put up the prizes. You had like loads of people in their spare time, you know, doing judging, doing um, pairings, doing um, casting as well, for example. So, um, you know, big shout out to everyone in the community for making it happen. Because, I mean, it's, I know it's not like an official world. It's the closest thing we've got. And, and for that weekend, it really filled, filled the void. And now everyone's going to be all excited for the rotation. I mean, thanks to everyone that took part in all that good stuff. And all the players as well. Because I'm going to do about you guys. I've been a finale going there. So, <laughs> yeah, it, for, for anything else, I mean, even if it wasn't official, um, for the last month, I know I've been really focusing on it. Um, mm. talking about it on the podcast, just kind of theory crafting in this format that we're not going to get. If we didn't have Pog, what else were we going to do this last month? Um, yeah, it would have been a little bit more uh, lackluster. So very appreciative of the community for putting on such a great event. Um, I think just what, we had over a thousand people over uh, total in there. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I think it was definitely, you know, needed for the community to have an event like this. Yeah, hundred percent. So hats off to everyone I got involved uh, and get stuck in because uh, you always made it possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So we've got you on here. Um, you're a huge member of the community. Um, you you're a great content creator and community builder. Uh, I kind of want to talk about you know go in deep dive into that stuff. Um, so what kind of inspired you to start uh, doing content creation in the first place? I don't know. That's a real good question. I mean, um, everything I was like 
a little baby hot chalk like since the <laughs> secondary school and that. I've always watched a ton of YouTube back in the day. I'm sure as a lot of us digitals watching, like, you know, Modern Warfare 2 on YouTube or, you know, Battlefield, watch all that stuff. I've actually got a couple COD channels buried in YouTube. So if anyone <laughs> wants to try and find some super interesting old videos, so if you try and find them, you won't do it though. But um, so I've always been dabbling with making videos. Um, and when did I start? I'm trying to think, when did I actually start saying I want to do Pokemon? Because actually the Slowpoke well used to be uh, two of us, right? There's another guy. He actually manages Team Odyssey over here in the UK, Benji. Um, we did it together. And then because of time constraints, he had to like, you know, dip essentially. And I said, no, no, I'll keep it over. I'll, I'll try and make a thing of it. Yeah. And then back then I was still playing. <laughs> I was playing super rogue stuff back then. I was just rich, just having fun with it, like building crazy decks on deck profiles. And if you want to go see some of those old videos, anyone listening, go back to my channel, Hot Shot PDC, go to Sorted via Old and see how bad these videos were. Like, literally didn't care. Yeah. Uh, but I've always liked being in front of the camera. I've always worked loads of public facing jobs. So I'm not really like camera shy. I'm not shy. I'm a very social person. So talking to a camera, uh, it's been easy for me. I've always loved Pokemon ever since I was uh, getting a little baby hot shot. So I thought, right, let's just put the two and two together and see what happens. Um, and then coming into like all the whole COVID scenario, I thought, well, I'm going to be locked in my house for who knows how long. Let's actually knuckle down and try and make this a proper thing and see, like, let's say for three months, you try to do like a video a day, you know, how much yeah. can you grow and what can we do? So I did that and it all just sort of snowballed a little bit. People were very receptive. At the time, I was super nervous. You know, like, you're like a nobody, essentially, putting a video mm. on Verbank. You're thinking, I'm going to get ripped here. And sometimes <laughs> I did. Sometimes I did. And then, um, uh, but a lot of the times I didn't as well. People sort of liked the sort of, sort of niche I was covering, I guess, with like yeah. a little bit more personality-based content and some wacky stuff. And it just sort of went well. And then um, I thought I'd dabble with a little bit of comedy because in an ideal world, I'd like to do a lot more of that. Um, but I don't like putting out a skit if I don't think it's like enough, uh, what's the word, material. I don't know if it's like, yeah. maybe like a half-assed one, I won't bother. But I remember doing the first couple of them, I was like terrified. I learned it like, oh my God, this isn't even funny. No one's going to like it. Um, and then the players at events popped up and I was like, yep, yeah, okay, this is definitely something we can do more yeah. of. And ever since then, I think people have just been drawn to that sort of wacky stuff and it's going quite well. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's a, there's two directions I want to start here. I mean, I guess we can talk we can talk about your deck videos because it's like you you do a lot of those... those um, you know, off the wall and maybe maybe not completely meta because, you know, you yeah. have a bunch of content creators doing those Shadow Rider Calyrax's decks, but yeah, you're yeah. you're you're a little bit off the beaten path. Um, but I think that's kind of enjoyable and refreshing because you have ten creators doing one video, maybe a couple cards different, but then you're just going on a different different tangent and making deck videos that are not as popular but still could see success so kind of talk about you know what what kind of inspires you on your deck creations like what direction you're going to go yeah so it's actually got a funny story i'm just trying to find the exact time i realized like um covering the same quote unquote the same stuff everyone else does isn't going to work for them i'm trying to find it uh it was just as chilling rain came out that wasn't that long ago where was it chilling rain chilling rain chilling rain sorry about this guys i'll try and find it uh, da, 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 da. Anyway, okay i can't find that now but basically chilling rain came out right mm. um and because i've i was like playing competitive irr i've always 
Uh, I would still play Rogues Nava, but I couldn't take something completely bonkers. Like if we think to um, Dark Integral Gaming, for example, I, I can't go that nuts and take that <laughs> to a League Cup because, you know, I have to pay to get there. I'm not going to waste my weekend and take like buff starter decks. So I thought I couldn't go that crazy. And anyone that knows me in the UK before, I always take some bonkers stuff, but not quite that bonkers. I had to have like a little bit of competitive edge. That's one of the yeah. set of decks I've always played. Uh, played. Um, so I thought, let me try and fill that niche of like, you know, a little bit off the wall, can have a competitive, like you might do well, uh, but not all the way crazy. Um, and then as I was sort of doing these videos, some of them did well, um, some of them popped off a little bit. But I remember when Chilling Rain came, that's when I realised that I, um, I can't just do the same thing everyone else does, because like for me, I'm not like, I'm not the greatest player. I hold my hands, I'm not. I'm more of an entertainer than a player. Right? So I mean, if someone wants to get the most top tier, you know, uh, discussion and decks, I'll go somewhere like Omnipoke, Celios, Azul, Tricky. They ain't going to come to me for that. And I've got no reason to hold my hands and say now, right? So, um, but when Chilling Rain came out, I uploaded a, uh, a Shadow Rider list the day it came out and that video did awful. And I was like, yo, that's bad. <laughs> so I thought, right, the next deck, I'm going to make it really bonkers. And I just still can't find what it was, but I picked like a something off the wall a little bit. And that really did well. And I was like, right then, Let's go do some fun stuff today. <laughs> yeah. Ever since I've just been doing crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. I say crazy, but there's always like a hint of competitive there, right? Yeah, um, sure. And that's the sort of stuff I find. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I've always been a businessman at the end of the mm -hmm. I'm a personal trainer. So I have to have a business marketing hat on. I think if I'm doing the same thing like you alluded to as everyone else, uh, if it's like a super competitive Shadow Rider deck, Azul's going to do it better than me. Omnipo, you know, all these, there's a good reason to come to me. So let me do something a bit crazy um, and give someone a reason to watch. And uh, oh, it's been going oh, all right sure. so far, fingers crossed. <laughs> I, I mean, I definitely appreciate your videos and they're all fun to watch, especially we were talking, I think last week, I forget who we were um, talking with at the moment, but I know we were talking about burnout and, you know, mm. talk, if you're always just like, even just watching videos of these top top decks like sometimes you know you're going to burn yourself out that way so having a, per, mm. a player like you a person like you in our community that we can just have fun watching and then get inspired to have like a fun deck um yeah. also very important to like stop that burnout so even if it is yeah. a competitive player that's trying to you know learn um it's always good to play these off the wall decks too and, and yeah. being entertained playing pokemon is always a great thing yeah, uh, just real quick jump in. I actually found the video example I was looking for it. here. So when Chilling Rain came out, I did the Stop Your Opponent Attacking video. That was like Shadow Rider Cafable. That mm. got about 800 views. Oh, that's rubbish. The next video, and I think I was the first person to cover this on YouTube, was the Rapid Strike Malamar. You know, you just fill your hand up and go nuts. Yeah. And then that video is on about 2.5K right now. I was like, okay. And then the video after that, I was the first person to cover Rapid Strike Urchu with Galeria Mortress Energy Switch. So again, I was sort of competitive decks that... I was like, I aren't really seen too much. And I realized, I was like, okay, this is this is my niche here. Let me keep yep. rolling with that. Yeah, hey, yeah. So. And those decks that you that were niche are still really good decks and very playable for sure. Uh, I know I know Chuck has a story about that uh that Malamar deck. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh well, I mean, that was one of the ones I was on earlier. Uh we did an episode when they pre like previewed Malamar and I just and that was the week we had Andrew Mahone on and I remember sitting here talking with and like vividly because it's like <laughs> we're pooping on rapid strike Malamar like it's not going to do enough damage how are you going to get rapid strike cards are there even enough rapid strike cards that are playable yeah. and then you know two months later it's my favorite deck to play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it KOs everything. It's, oh, I, I just, 
uh, one of those things where you're like, yeah, there's a whole lot of pie on my face in that episode. Oh, for sure. No, it's funny though. But yeah, uh, yeah having a budget debt like that is is definitely uh, user friendly for for new people and veterans alike. Um, and again, to to stop with that burnout kind of feel because it's it's different mm-hmm. from most of the rest. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about your skit videos. Another great, <laughs> entertaining um, portion. Um, whenever you post those up, like, like I, I'm not gonna lie, I love your your deck videos. I love you know all the content or content creators deck videos. But when I see your skits, that's the first thing I jump to. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what inspired you uh, to do these skits, like these, uh, uh, like the online play? I, I know you're like the well played kind of sign, and, and then just like <laughs> people in real life play. What what inspired you to do these skits? Yeah, honestly, just from like I watch a ton of YouTube, right? So I watch like, a lot of NBA YouTube. I'm being into American sports. I watch, I actually watch a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh YouTube, even though I don't actually play the game. That's really strange, you know what I mean? But, um, <laughs> I watch a bit of Magic. Um, and have you ever heard of RDC World? Ever heard of that channel? Like a real big comedy channel. They do like a lot of basketball stuff. They do like a lot of like hood anime type things. And okay. I thought, you know what? I want to try something like this. So um, I thought I'd just try it. And like I said, the first time I was terrified it wouldn't go down. But I think the very first comedy video I did was why limitless banned adp and it was just basically a skit of i was adp just beating up other text <laughs> um <laughs> it went down okay and i just thought again sort of filling the niche like no one's doing this in pokemon people are doing it in yugo people doing other games no one's doing it in pokemon i just thought hopefully some people will like it and some people did and then like i said when i got to the types of players you get uh pokemon events that one just popped yeah um and now I've just got like I've got like a whiteboard over there, just like potential stuff. Like uh, I'll, I'll give you guys a, your listeners a little hint of what the next one's going to be. Let's do it. It's going to be stages all Pokemon players go through. So that's going to be the next <laughs> one. And it's just like literally, I'll just be playing. Or I see. To be fair, Twitter is probably the main one I see. I just see stuff on Twitter, and I think there's enough material for a video there. <laughs> like, yeah. And um, and that's how it goes. Again, just for filling that niche, being a bit more entertainment side of the Pokemon. Because my channel slogan is like, let's make Pokemon TCG fun. So you know that sometimes. So there's a lot of like doom and gloom on Pokemon Twitter, and you know, this deck's really oppressive. I just have some, some form with it occasionally, yeah. and uh, yeah, it goes down well. Yeah, I mean, I, um, like you're having fun with Pokemon and, and taking things that can be like super serious or something like that, and just adding, adding the fun flair to it is what yeah, yeah. those skits really bring out, and, and, and reminding everyone, hey, this game's fun, so yes, oh, it sure is, yeah. That's I think it. my yeah, favorite yeah. skit of yours was the V unions <laughs> and then having all those <laughs> yeah. big cards and you're like, uh, I'm yeah, going to yeah. escape rope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Which>? Boss. Yeah. <laughs> just seeing like your facial reaction, your buddy's facial reaction, like, really, you're going to keep doing this to me? That, that, that kind of thing was the best. Like I, I was rolling for at least like a 10 minutes on that one. So um, yeah. you guys, if you haven't, checked out his his skit videos you guys got to uh they're yeah. all hilarious uh, especially that beat union one i think all of them are great but that one stood out to me for sure yeah yeah that one did pretty well as well but yeah it's a ton uh it's just super fun to make and um yeah give you just kick have a look at the playlist guys there's a playlist you know get that on for like 10 minutes um i promise you it'd be the funniest pokemon content you'll see i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i will second yeah, that yeah yeah it's uh super fun fun to make yeah awesome so uh the last little bit i want to talk about community wise is your tcg or your at tcg fit fam um you know you started this on twitter um just to kind of inspire people to get out there 
uh, do what they do to get some kind of exercise. Um, talk about a little bit what inspired you to start that and then kind of, you know, the reaction with the community of what you've seen after the fact. Yeah, no, that was one of the biggest surprises, how much traction that got and still gets a bit to this day. Um, but it was, like, obviously, I'm a personal trainer. I've trained since I was like 16. Uh, that's, my, that's my job outside of Pokemon. I'm a personal trainer. And um, I know working in a gym a lot of the time and all that stuff, you just, it's a lot of knowledge, which I just thought everyone knew. Because when you work at a gym, um, you're a personal trainer, you're surrounded by fitness people all the time. You just assume everyone knows about calories in, calories out. People know about how to train their chest, how to hit the back. Uh, and then being on Pokemon Twitter, obviously everyone on the back of lockdowns, you know, probably put on a little bit extra. I have two. I'm in the exact same boat as everyone else. So I hold mm-hmm. my hands up. And I just see people like, oh, how do I, you know, train my back? How do I train my chest? And I'm thinking, this is all like uh, basic stuff, but people don't know it. I can literally, you know, do a tweet, a couple of lines, have a picture or a video. Uh, and I just started TCG FitFam. It was more of like a way to try and keep everyone not accountable, but just say like, we're all in this together. You know, we've all, we've all put on a little bit extra. We all want to like have a little bit more definition here, a little bit of toe in here. There's nothing wrong with that. Let's all keep each other accountable. You know, if you do a workout, put the hashtag, I can see it, everyone can see it. And, you know, it will just go around like a big sort of positive spiral. Um, and I put it up and I thought, oh, this is, it might might just come across a bit cringe. But then, yeah, I see other people using it, more people using it, more using it. I'm like, yo, this is great. This is exactly what I want. And, it, and then it came back and made me more motivated. Cause I'm like, yo, if everyone else is doing it, I've definitely yeah. got to do it now. Like, so um, it was just crazy. And I see, yeah, you know, Pokemon employees themselves using it. I'm seeing people in America use it, people in the UK. I haven't had some Magic the Gathering players using it. I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> We're expecting <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was really like, I hit me quite a day. I was quite happy with that. So, um, oh, for sure. It yeah. definitely inspired me. Like, like you said, during this last year and a half, two years, COVID kind of, I put a couple extra, and it's not even the weight, it's more of just the, um, how I feel, um, yeah. you know, my fitness is not where it used to be, uh, but inspire me to go out there and then just mm. hit the ice. Cause I'm a, a, a ice hockey player and just kind of oh, push nice. myself to get, get myself a little bit in shape. I don't really care mm. about the muscle or anything. It's more of just how I feel internally. Um, and it's definitely inspired me to get out there and I definitely will keep going at that as well. Yeah, no, like big shout outs, people like Rahul Reddy, um, mm. Daniela their, their weight loss journeys have been like incredible and um, i think Rahul already and they were one of the reasons why i even started in the first place i thought i saw Rahul i'm thinking yo Rahul's making mad games and daniel Bella. like they're going they're going crazy over here and i'm just sat here you know playing ps4 and losing on warzone <laughs> so i mean let me let me let me let me, let me get out there as well yeah. um and yeah just start the hashtag it just sort of carried on and yeah no big props to them and everyone that's getting involved whether like a lot of times I see it in the fitness community, a lot of people are like scared to, um, you know, share their journey or share their work. It doesn't really matter what you do as long as you're doing actively something. Like I always say when I was when I was in the gym, I say there's no such thing as a bad workout in comparison to no workout. Literally just going for a walk for a, like a mile walk is better than staying here losing on TCG. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever it is you're doing, I promise you it's going to make you better for it. And yeah, man, it's all just positive vibes really. No, definitely. I appreciate what you've done for the community there um, with all of what we've talked about, but that one in particular, just kind of getting people uh, back out there. Yeah, and I appreciate that. appreciate that. And that was important to me as well. I couldn't believe how much that was going on. Thinking I'm helping people in America, which is thousands of miles away. <laughs> like, uh, you help me. He's mad. Yeah, yeah, help, well, helping you, helping people as well. So yeah, no, love, sure. to see it. love to see it. Cool. So I think the last thing we've got, um, it's, it's rotation week. Um, there's yes. lots of cards. Like people have a lot of 
um, strong opinions on good, bad, mm -hmm. or anywhere in between. Um, what are some cards that you're going to be sad to see go? <laughs> well, the first one, I want to trigger loads of people here, um, but I would defend myself. ADP. I am sad what? to see ADP go. Like, let, let, let me explain to you why. <laughs> I'm <okay>. triggered. Triggered. Get off now. What you on about? <laughs> you know what it was? Coming back, like I say, you know, I play a lot of decks that aren't quite meta. Now, let me tell you, from a content creator standpoint, sometimes the amount of videos I've got with ADP plus subpar attacker has got me pretty far. <laughs> so that's one reason why. <laughs> like, it turns yeah. out if you can take an extra fast card every now and then, it's good. But um, before Zation came out, right? Before Zation came out, ADP was a real cool little fun two-shot with Kelvajo. It's a bit more of like a, a rock, paper, scissors type that yeah, you can sort of have these little play. And it's just a shame because I think if Zation didn't exist, the amount of different ADP decks uh, that you could play would be nuts. I mean, there's so many different options. Like we see it now, ADP is basically ADP's the birds, right? Yeah. Um, I just wish, I always say, I don't think ADP was necessarily the big, big problem, more so Zation. Because Zation would just come in and just like, you know, it was objectively by far the best way to play ADP, right? And I mean, it was with Keldeo, you know, there was ways to play around it, right? Like you could have the Trevnar Jekt attack, just rip off all the energy after AC, and they are literally doing nothing for the rest of the game, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, ADP is the first one I'm sad to see go. Um, okay, now that I've said that, is that a bit more understandable for you guys? Yeah, or? no, that makes <laughs> a lot of sense. I mean, it, it definitely was a trendsetter in the meta. Uh, but like you said, with those random... Uh, uh, rogue decks it definitely helped uh, a lot of people so very understandable yeah I've never been the hater on ADP Z because of ADP itself it's more I knew you could kind of see like you said that it was Zashian that kind of broke the ADP mm -hmm. uh, and it would be cool like if he wasn't around and you could see different types of ADP but yeah, it, it just when yeah. Zashian came out, like you said, it it made him turned him up to eleven, and that my was my issue with ADP wasn't so much um, the ADP versus any meta deck kind of matchup. It was more ADP when Zashian came around, like you said, um, that kind of oppressed those single price decks. Um, yeah. And we're yeah. seeing that now with Urshifu, kind of a thing where it's kind of a gatekeeper to those single price decks um, potentially. Mm. Um, and that's where I had it. It's the, the meta matchups were what they were. There were always ways to beat it. And obviously you could lose to it as well. Um, but no, I, I, from where you're coming from, fair point. Yeah. 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 Like we think if it weren't for Zation, like you could just take the energy off it and there's no metal source. They're not doing anything. So like you could get to that big powerful AC, but there's no follow-up. But like you said, certain one prize decks like Cinderace from the Sword and Shield. Oh, screen that like, like, like that could have been a deck. Um, but in this, it just can't. Oh, ADP, it just can't. Like, yeah. So, um, yeah. And then any other cards I'm sad to see, I'm trying to think what's in um i'm actually quite sad to see trevnar go as well because because <laughs> me and my friend demetrius the guy that um do i do the skits with he's, he's, he's actually got a channel now top deck city if anyone wants to go watch some good content go watch him yeah but um me and him we adore that trevnar we always say sending people to top deck city like get that path <laughs> play get those cars out your hand um so that's probably a bit more of a, a naughty pick from myself let's say it is a little <laughs> bit naughty but no that's fine <laughs> And then any other card? I'm trying to think what's rotating. Anything in team up? Nah, I'm not fussed about that. Uh, what was Unified Minds? No. Uh, I'm glad to see Welder go. I'm glad to see, but what a yeah. brainless, stupid card that was. Like, <laughs> do you remember there was that, that tour deck in Wells? I had 18 energy, four Welder, four gear. Like, 
How boring, like yeah, that <laughs> honestly. Is <definitely> boring. <laughs> I'm glad to see yeah. that go. You see yeah. cars like Rose that accelerate, but it's not like a, a plus afterwards. Like with welding, yeah, you yeah. get the plus cars. Rose, you get punished for it. So at least there's a little bit there. Um, yeah. So fair point there. So three cards. Um, yeah. um, Chuck, how I'm, about you? I'm a little, I'm a little sad on that. Um, only because the fire decks for the like last year ever since it's been printed have been taxed on the fact that welder is a card they have available to them so like mm-hmm. i'm only yeah. sad to see it go because decks that i like to play that are fire types are just non-existent in the format because there is no way to to basically make them playable in the format at the moment but the moment, it's yeah. it, it it's not that i'm sad to see welder go it's, it's i'm sad to see fire archetypes go. no you you still got your cinderace and your baby charizard that's what that's what uh those Rihon's are, the, those for, are my not friend. the decks i'm talking that's what <laughs> rihan's for <laughs> <laughs> but no i think for me i kind of alluded to it at the beginning of the cast and i know this is not a, a popular pick for most people but it's Pikaram. um i wasn't around when he first came out um but that is the deck that i've seen the most amount of success and the kind of the deck that introduced me to the pokemon trading card game um so i always love that card and that archetype and very appreciative of it yeah that's a good answer fair play fair play yeah so i'm I'm sad to see him go because now you can't talk about how he survives another meta change but he's (laughs) He's still actually really decent right now i mean he's not uh s tier like he had been uh but he's definitely playable um oh but, i just thought of a card song I just added, oh, it. oh my lord yeah. oh my lord green's exploration oh yeah. my i love green's deck you know what between you and me i can't stand dump and draw decks it's a shame that's all we've got right mm-hmm. i much prefer being able to like search for stuff and get my game plan one of my favorite decks to play was gramble for that exact reason because you had so much control over your deck right and you had a real good payoff and greens i just love playing greens deck. i feel as if after the last rotation, they took a bit of a hit losing like the uh, Make and Pay Me Alpha, I think it was called, and stuff like Wait and See Hammer, right? But um, I hope we get some sort of greens replacement. I, mean, I guess we've got sort of Inteleon now, which is you know, super similar, and you've got stuff like Ryham, which I actually did a real good deck profile on where I played four Ryhams and an amazing Rare Rishiram deck. And Ooh. just being able to actually control the game instead of just like research for this two-card combat of Mr. That's this game over, being actually able to control it and that's why yeah. i think we saw the ice rider back to pog do really well because they actually have some level of control over what they draw and so they're just like oh research and oh i didn't get it so this game's over so yeah greens i'll miss you <laughs> yeah no I, I think that's a fair point it, it, it definitely was a card that was thoughtful and in required setup now yeah in the past we had um professors to to the dead eight to crowbat and let's go yeah, through half just, our deck in one turn so hopefully we are getting to that kind of more thoughtfulness setup kind of a longer game we will see uh i think the game is still going to be quick yeah. uh but i think it's it's trending towards that uh direction that you were talking about yeah, yeah. all I right have, so oh you got I one have, more i have well it's not one but i am I'm going to say I am sad to see fairy type go. All right, okay. fairy. Yes. Rick fairy. Uh, that yep. includes my favorite Whimsicott GX, which Ugh. always oh. makes Jake hit his head against the table. But, yeah, I'm not going to see. I'm not going to be too sad to see that one. Go. Um, that's been my favorite <laughs> deck for a while. Just slapping people and then watching them Ugh. flip. 
uh, tails, and then yeah. I take no damage back. <laughs> so again, quick tangent before we go on to the cards that we're going to love to see go. Um, playing at locals a few months ago against Chuck, and I swear, I, I think it was four turns in a row I flipped tails when the game was in hand for me, and it just went from <laughs> win to loss <laughs> real quick. And just looking at your face, look, looking at me, enjoying my misery. <laughs> uh, see you later, Whimsicott. <laughs> <laughs> I remember for the first, oh, would that have been, if we would have been team challenge, right? I had like my qualifier and I was playing ADPZ, right? Um, I, my last, I say winning him was both on 2-0 as a free rounder. And you have to actually win the event for this team challenge, right? So yeah. I had to win and I was doing pretty well. I managed to get like an automatic red KO on something this time. I think it was like Whimsicott baby blounds. So the idea was you baby blounds, you know, Zation and the ADP and then Wimscott just tries to everything else. So I got to like two prizes left, I think, or I don't know, whatever it was. And then I've gone into the, I've gone into the Wimscott, um, getting ready to use Beyblade. I've realized it's got enough, by far enough uh, energy to like one shot me. I'm recording. I'm like, anyhow, <laughs> I lose to this. This is going to really sour the video. And I went flipping the coin on TJ. I was like, that better be heads or whatever it was. And it was, I was like, Phew! <laughs> let's go I was like yo the comments were like if you flip tails I was like yeah I know that's quick yeah. with like triple acceleration and welder and all that I was like yo that's a lot of damage right there that's a lot oh my lord madness oh alright so the last thing before we let you go uh, the cards or cards that you are most happy to see leave um, I think I said a little bit earlier, but Welder, what a brainless um, engine. I, I, and I appreciate what you're saying about how it keeps fire types compared, or it has been, I should say, but I just think it's so boring, though. Like, I tried to play Welder decks, and it's just like, here's my starting hand. You're like, cool. Uh, the Dene, still no Welder. Poke gear, no Welder. Well, okay, I guess I'll just attach one and then pass. It's like, how can your whole <laughs> game plan just revolve around this one supporter? But, yeah. And it was super competitive, but I just feel it was a very boring way to play the game so i'm glad to see that go um what else is rotating i didn't like um uh not actually or oh, reset stamp that's a very strong card which you've seen towards the tail end of this point i feel as if reset stamp has been like kind of powerful before but now that intellions become super prevalent it makes yep. that stamp deadly like you know what i mean like the amount of time yep. you saw casting where it's like oh they're one of two prize or they got one prize left you know intellion stamp boss the attacker you're like oh boy that is this has gone from zero to 100 real fast um and then what else am i saying oh luke metal oh get out oh, luke metal. thank you boring car a lot of people say the guys see adp in my opinion luke metal is just as bad in my opinion like yeah. watching the luke metals this weekend on pog just feast on some decks like you're doing like 30 damage a turn and like oh yeah rough seas or sorry a crystal cave or like you know you, you, you set a big attack prop with just like gx get all them energy gone just my lord that was, that's another boring i've played luke metal before competitively as well i'm just there like i'm winning bare games but man this is boring <laughs> yeah, for sure. oh my all right chuck how about yourself what are what are at least a card or two that you are happy to see you give the boot to get out of here. Um, well, Slowpoke took one uh, in, he took in, a lot. Reset, yeah, in <laughs> reset stamina. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to see it go because I'm tired of trying to play it because reset stamps lie. It uh, sure it never, is. It never seems <laughs> to do what it's supposed to do for me. Um, I also am... Uh, I'm happy to see... Gengar and Mimikyu go. Um, just uh, look, I was super hyped on Shadow Rider when it came out. 
but I just didn't like what the deck ended up boiling out to be because the yeah. whole agency loss of that, like you have no, like it doesn't matter what your deck does. We're just going to stop you from playing the game really yeah. turned me off. But uh, the fact that it'll go, then I can actually enjoy Shadow Rider a little bit more because that, yeah. that whole take on that deck just turned me off from wanting to play it at all. No, that's a fair point. So I have a couple here um, and this one I was mixed on. Um, I'm sad to see it go, but I'm also happy to see it go. Uh, Dedenne GX, um, yeah, always okay. having that quick ball out or or any kind of uh, Pokemon search out to a brand new hand. Um, again, kind of goes into what Slowpoke said. It's just kind of dump and change and kind of hope you just puke out the right cards. Um, it'll yeah. kind of take a it'll, you'll still have that, but it's going to um, you know cut down on that a lot. You're not going to have that quick uh, quick ball to reset your whole hand you'll have to kind of thin your hand if you want to do that with crowbat or anything like that um so to den agx uh for sure is one of those yeah no very fantastic point <laughs> <laughs> and then another one and this is kind of going off of my early games um is blocephalon just baby blocephalon oh. i've <laughs> loved it and i've hated it i you just you just drop it out you welder to it going to the welder thing and then you do all the fire crystals oh it goes from your board state is a win they have nothing threat you they just throw something on and can do 350 damage to you at a at a drop of a hat uh so goodbye to baby Blacephalon. i won't be sad to see you go no Fantastic. I echo that 100%. <laughs> Can't stand that card or deck. Can't stand it. Ugh. For sure. <laughs> no. Uh, you guys have any more before we uh, kind of close this out? I think I'm good, personally. Uh, yeah, that's all cool. I had. All right. Well, with that, then, um, I want to say thank you, Shay, for coming on. I had, a, I had a joy talking everything Pokemon with you from, you know, serious meta talk to, you know, just the lighter side of content creation and everything like that. Um, before we let you go, do you have any shout outs or plugs you want to give out there to any of your homies, uh, your channels, anything like that? Yeah, so I guess, first of all, if you like sort of hearing me ramble and you want to hear more of it, um, the sort of searches I have are Twitter, uh, Hot Chalk PTCG, uh, and then my channel is on YouTube by the same name, Hot Chalk PTCG. We do sort of videos every what, every other day, so every 48 hours, depth profiles, skits, um, music parody tracks as well, thinking about <laughs> what I'm planned. Uh, so just a whole lot of madness. And then shout out to my good friend, Demetrius Eaton. He does um, some of the skits with me. He's also started his own channel now. Uh, I think it's called Top Deck City. Let me just double check that, Top Deck City. But he is like... We're like a little, we're like good mates. He's like by far the better player out of the two of us. And I'm the more entertaining one. So, you know, if you want a bit more meta stuff, you go over there as well. You know what I mean? So, yeah, go, sure. go, yeah go, and go show him some love as well. And then shout out to you guys for having me on here so I can come talk and ramble on. Um, actually, and you guys listen quite good as well. I love that as well. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> oh, for sure. Anytime. You're always welcome back to the cast. Um, always enjoy to hang out and talk Pokemon. Just you're, like I said before, you're a very entertaining and an awesome person to listen to oh. um, and keep us on our toes. So thanks again for coming on. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's going to do it for us. If you guys want to get a hold of us, uh, we, you, we you can get a hold of me at Panux1 on Twitter. Uh, at Chuck at watch or at watch whimsy and Nick at Duca hobbies. Thanks again for coming on. Like Jake said, super entertaining and we'll see you all next time. See you, you later guys.